Hello, and welcome back to the All Figured Out podcast. My name is Andrea Barr. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am really excited to get into a topic today that I'm very passionate about, and that is coaching. And specifically in the end, I'm going to share a little bit about my own recent coaching experience with my coach. I spent a day with her at her home in Pemberton. She hosted me. She provided such warm and amazing Irish hospitality. And we had a day together where I got prepared for my maternity leave and what that looks like this time, given I'm now self-employed. And the last time I went on maternity leave, I was actually working in a corporate job. So I'm going to start off by giving you a little bit of background on what coaching even is, the background on coaching, the definition of it, who coaching can be for and all of that. And then in the end, I'm actually going to share my own experience like I just mentioned. Before we get into that, I want to remind you that the workshop series this month is still going on where I'm hosting three live workshops, three Thursdays in a row. So the second one is upcoming tomorrow and I'm so excited to be taking you through goal setting tomorrow. Don't worry if you missed out. If you sign up today or anytime in the next few weeks, you will actually get access to the recordings that you missed in addition to being reminded about the upcoming live workshops. So definitely still in your best interest to sign up. You can get the workshop recordings. You can listen to them on your own time or watch them on your own time, or even better, you can join me live if you are listening to this in the month of January of 2023. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. You're listening to the All Figured Out Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Barr. As a career coach for parents, a mom, an entrepreneur, and someone who spent 10 plus years in the corporate world, I still don't have it all figured out. And maybe you don't either. In this podcast, I'll share tools and strategies that I use with my clients. And in the many areas where I don't have things figured out, I'll be bringing you some amazing guest experts to help us fill in the gaps. So tune in each week as we explore how to make career and life decisions that truly work for you, your family, and your big goals. Let's make moves. If you Google the word coaching, the first thing that comes up is coaching in an athletic sense. The two are pretty similar. If you think about it, they're both in the helping profession. As a coach, you're not the doer, but you're the support system or the pit crew. Of course, I think you see where this is going. Coaching from the perspective I'm speaking about is in the sense of coaching to support another person to fulfill their potential. The International Coach Federation defines coaching as partnering in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires a person to maximize their personal and professional potential. The process of coaching often unlocks previously untapped sources of imagination, productivity, and leadership. They continue on and say, when you work with a coach, you set out on a path to greater personal and professional fulfillment. How good does that sound? Now, what I want you to take away from this is not the fact that a coach will do this for you. A coach is there to support you in this process in a thought-provoking and creative way. Now, the other piece I want to pull on is that it often unlocks previously untapped sources of imagination, of productivity, and of leadership. And the whole theme here is just around potential, so that unlocked potential. I know there's a lot of science and studies that have been done around the brain and how little of our brain we actually use. And so coaching is one of those methodologies that helps us to actually unlock our brain and our potential. Another key thing is that you do really want to find a coach who has training. So all of these wonderful statements that I've just said, based on the definition from the International Coach Federation, all of this is done through working with a trained coach. So somebody who's actually trained in stimulating those thought-provoking conversations and in a really specific way. 
So today I'm actually going to break down a little bit about the difference between coaching, counseling, and other modalities. Um, And even just, you know, somebody who might not be a trained coach, like there can still be value there, but it's just a different style of coaching. And just there's some watch outs in areas where you're choosing somebody who might not be trained in this field. So in coaching, you could leave a session and you feel really, really good. Like I've left sessions where I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to go change the world. But there is a method to the madness. And so somebody who is a trained coach, what they specialize in is helping you really get clear on what your goals and intended outcomes are. A lot of times people come to me and actually the biggest issue that they're having is that they don't feel clear on what it is the problem is if that makes sense. So think about that for a second. So if you're working through an issue, a lot of times the hardest part is actually pinpointing what the issue actually is. I think relationships are a great example of this when you really think about an irritation that you have with a partner or you're feeling really frustrated or upset in your relationship. And a lot of times in those situations, it's not the straw that broke the camel's back. It's not the shoe that you're tripping over in the hallway. There's something greater that's going on. And with reflection and with powerful questions and, you know, the support of someone like a coach who can really help you to hold that mirror up and say, what's really going on here? That's the power of coaching. And that's what can really help you get clarity on what the issue is so that you can then move forward to unlock that next stage. So, you know, when you're, you go through a fight with a partner and you finally get past it, you often feel like you're stronger. You're stronger as a partnership because you've worked past that. You've unlocked kind of like to the next level, almost like a video game. So to get nerdy for a quick second here, there's been some research and a lot of research that continues to be done in the area and the field of coaching and talk therapy in general. And coaching has been found to actually affect the neuroplasticity in the brain, which is so cool. And neuroplasticity is basically just the ability for a brain to change or grow and reorganize and things like that in its simplest terms. When you think about it, we actually think about the same thoughts over and over and over again especially when we're working through something that's challenging, we're faced with an issue, we continue to come back to the same thought patterns over and over and over again. And it can be maddening. Like it can really make you feel uneasy. It can weigh on a partner who might have to be hearing about the same thing over and over and over again. You know, your kids, the people that are around you. And some of these thoughts that you can continue to have are, you know, self-deprecating thoughts around like, who am I even? why me? I'm so bad at this, or I'm not handling this well, blah, 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 blah. Or it could just be, you know, those repetitive thoughts of, oh, I'm so stressed. Oh my gosh, I'm so busy. Should I quit my job? I should quit my job. Do I want more kids? Yeah, I want more kids. And just these things that we continue to come back to over and over and over again without unlocking to that next level of potential. So without unlocking the answer to some of those questions or solutions to some of those thought patterns and being able to just move on with your life. So cue a coach. Now, when you have a coach who is trained and trained in asking really powerful questions and facilitating a conversation that can be really productive, what they're actually doing is they're asking you open-ended questions so that you can actually pause for a second, reflect on what the question is that's being asked, and then sometimes you just unconsciously answer and you actually don't know what's about to come out of your mouth or maybe you do maybe you're someone who likes to reflect for a second and then speak but what's really interesting is when you're asked a question that's open-ended like that it's actually 
think of it kind of like your brain is rewiring. And so your brain is actually thinking in a new way and you're coming up with your own solutions or you're coming up with your own answers to the questions. Like if I were to say, what's really bothering you here? You might actually pause for a second and say, oh yeah, it's not the shoe in the hallway. It's actually this other thing, this layer deeper, this issue that I'm having in my relationship. And when you go that layer deeper, you are actually creating new neural pathways in the brain. This is where I get most excited. It's really, really unbelievable what happens when you just take time to pause, to think, to reflect. And if you do that with the support of a coach, oh my goodness, you can go so much further. I'm by no means plugging myself as this coach. I'm just talking about the coaching industry in general and the power of having a coach in your life in this season when you're just feeling like things are feeling a little bit stuck. So something that I hear a lot in my coaching practice is somebody coming to me and saying, I think I really want to quit my job or I want to quit my job tomorrow. So in having built a relationship with said client, what I would be doing is I'd probably be asking them a line of questioning around, okay, so when you say that you want to quit your job tomorrow, what is the true desire in that statement? Apart from the quitting and the freedom there, what else would it be giving you? What is it that you feel like you're missing at this point? that quitting your job tomorrow would be giving you. And when you really pause to think about that question, putting yourself in that person's shoes, the person might respond and say, I just want more time. I just want more time with my family. I just want more time for myself. I want to get a massage. I want to drink more water. I want to work out. I just want to feel less stressed. And boom, all of a sudden, you're kind of narrating what's actually going on inside of you. And so it's not to negate the fact that you want to quit your job tomorrow or saying that you can't quit your job tomorrow, but it's actually stepping back and thinking both from a creative perspective and also from a more logical perspective of saying, what are some other options here? Let's just explore all of the options so that you can make the best choice for you. And it might turn out that there's a few scheduling things that you want to tweak. Like maybe you want to work with your partner to change your schedule a bit so that you have more time you know, with your family or for self-care or things like that. And that actually might solve the issue because a lot of times what I also hear is I want to quit my job tomorrow. I don't necessarily hate my job, but I just can't juggle it all. There's power in really stepping back and saying, okay, what are all the options? What levers can we pull? What are the things that we can change? What options are available? And that's the power of coaching is really digging in there, being a thought partner with a person to really unlock that layer deeper of what's really happening, what are the options available to you, and what do you wanna do about it? I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the differences between coaching, counseling, consulting, and all of that. I get asked this question a lot, and I get asked this question in coaching intros where someone says, you know, should I be seeing a counselor for this? Is this within your scope of practice? What is consulting? Uh, What is this? What is that? So I thought I could just provide some really simple explanations as the differences, the similarities, and how these actually all can work in conjunction. So coaching, coaching is a non-directive practice. When I'm coaching, I'm asking a non-directive question. I'm asking a question that's open-ended. I have no agenda. I'm purely just posing a question. And I know that you have the answer within you because I'm not an expert in your life. I'm not an expert in your field. And you have the power and the answers within you. I'm not a mental health professional, so coaching is not a mental health profession, but it could be complementary to a mental health profession like counseling. So cue counseling. Counseling, psychology, psychiatry, each are different in their own right, but you have a lot of clinical training. You have been observed in your training. You've written board exams. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of, lot of work that goes into it. 
and they're trained to respond to, to treat, evaluate, diagnose mental health conditions. So that's coaching, that's counseling, psychology, psychiatry. And now to contrast that, we've got consulting, which I would say is a little bit different than those other four professions. Consulting, the person is an expert. They are actually giving advice and you're paying them to give you advice. So you might have a consultant that comes into your organization and does an audit or does a report or provides some sort of wisdom based on their education, their experience, and they're actually giving you advice and giving you some options and plans for you to move forward. Consultants can be incredible. Um, there's a time and a place for when you're looking for that. From a personal perspective, if you're looking at something like a career change or how do I do this or how do I do that, um, and you're asking very open-ended kind of existential questions, you're probably not going to go to a consultant for that. You'd really want to have a question boiled down and say, okay, I'm having issues with my toddler sleeping. I'm going to go to a sleep consultant or I'm going to go to a professional who specializes in sleep and they're going to give me advice. They're going to give me a plan of attack. They're going to tell me what my next steps forward are. And oh my gosh, just so invaluable to have people like that at the ready. A lactation consultant would be another example. It's somebody who's giving you really solid advice and I mean, how annoying if somebody who is a sleep consultant or a lactation consultant say that they didn't have the word consultant in their name and you went to them for support for sleep or lactation and they're just asking you open-ended questions. Oh my gosh, that would be so frustrating and not helpful at all. So I hope you can see the value in each of these different uh, specializations and these different elements. So there's coaching, non-directive, not a medical health professional. You've got things like counseling, psychology, psychiatry. They are mental health professionals. And then you've got consultants, the people who can actually just give you advice and tell you what to do. So when I'm asked questions around what other professional support would you recommend that I go to seek out, I'm very careful with how I give any sort of answer to that question because it's totally, totally specific and dependent on the person and the stage of life that they're at. What do you feel like the biggest hangups or the biggest blocks are in your life at this moment? And a person might actually come back and say, I'm having some legal troubles with X, Y, and Z, and boom, it becomes really apparent to them that maybe seeking out the advice of a lawyer could actually be really helpful. Or a person who's postpartum and is just feeling really lost and like they just are having a really, really hard time with waking up in the morning or feeling connected to their child. In kind of reflecting upon that, they might actually come to the realization, oh, wow, counseling support might be the best for me. And I'll kind of guide and offer those resources if people don't know that certain types of resources exist, like sleep consulting or lactation consulting, uh, social work and things like that. But it's totally dependent on the person, totally depends on your phase of life. Now, I also want to go off for a second and say that I am all about complimentary services. So I believe that it takes a village to, yes, raise a baby, but also to raise a mother, a father, a human being. I think that we should all have a team of people around us who are there to really, really support us, to guide us, to advise us, whether those are professionals that you pay or people in your community or your friends and family. I really believe in the power of community. And so I think that everybody should have people in their life that they really trust. And so thinking about that for yourself, who is it that you can turn to in this season of life? Based on the goals that you have, based on any sort of blocks or hangups, who are the people that you might want to add or even subtract from your life and from your network, your support team, to really help you thrive and unlock your potential in the season that's ahead? 
So now for the day that I spent with my coach last Friday, it was such an incredible day and I was really excited to tell you a bit about it. I actually didn't know that I'd be recording this episode. I was just driving home from my day with my coach and I was like, wow, I feel so inspired and I really want to share this with the world. I want to share my experience and I think I want to share a bit about the coaching profession because it's something that I've just been doing for almost six years now. It feels very second nature, but sometimes I do come across people who don't know what coaching is and so I wanted to share that with you. So a few weeks back, it was the end of one of my coaching sessions with my coach, Jay, and I asked her, I said, Jay, I just have this feeling like I'd love to just spend, you know, a day with you where we can really map out and you can support me in deciding what my next steps are for maternity leave. So I guess I should say, for those of you who don't know me or you're just tuning in for the first time, hello, I am pregnant. I am, seems like I'm a million years pregnant. I am due in, I think, three months, two or three months. I am 28 weeks, so I'm just entering my third trimester. And the first time I had a baby, I was in a corporate job. So I basically picked a date that I wanted to finish, finished on that date, and there you go. Versus this time, I am an entrepreneur. And I have the power to make all the decisions, which is amazing and also terrifying. So I think with too many, for me, that if I kind of go down a couple steps and really figure out the root of the question I'm asking is I said to Jay, you know, I just feel like there's so many options And this is something that just keeps swirling around in my head. And I keep talking to my husband, Scotty, about it. And it just feels like I'm not getting anywhere. I'd love for you to help me unlock this. And she, of course, replied, hell yeah, come to my home. I think I actually invited myself to her home in Pemberton. I said, I can come over and we can just spend the day together. And she graciously accepted uh, my crazy idea of spending the day together. So I show up to Pemberton, British Columbia. It is half an hour north of Whistler to her lovely home. She has a loaf of homemade bread that she made that morning on the counter, a pot of gorgeous soup simmering, and a coffee and tea and treats and things like that. I just felt so supported, so loved, so pampered. And we had just such an amazing day. Both of us said it really flew by. We were both exhausted. Jay is also pregnant. She's due a couple weeks before me. So we were laughing at the end that we both needed to go home and have a nap. But we had a really, really great day. And I feel so, so thankful for the outcome of the day, which is absolute clarity on my intentions for my maternity leave and what exactly I want to do and my action plan. So the outcome of the day is actually quite simple because in talking through things for, you know, two and a half, three hours, we had some lunch, we were chatting, and then we really, really got focused and did the work. What's really cool about the session that we had is that she sent me some notes afterwards. And even though we talked for a couple of hours, it really distilled and boiled down into a few key points. So Jay started off by masterfully kind of coaching me around reminding myself as to the work that we've done thus far in our coaching sessions. So we've talked about my values, my superpowers, the big dreams that I have, the goals that I have. And she also reminded me that I have a baby coming really soon. It's not that I've been in denial, but I think that it just, before the new year started, I really felt like it was just this thing that was going to be happening like later, later, later. Now it's January and the baby's coming in April and I'm like, whoa, this is actually happening really fast. So she helped me to remind myself that these plans do need to come together. 
in reflecting on my first maternity leave and the capacity that I felt I had for just different types of work or life commitments, I decided that I will not have the capacity to take on one-on-one clients or do any sort of one-on-one work, consulting or coaching or otherwise, for the first few months at least. And we'll be getting into summer after I, when I am postpartum. And so the summer is often quite slow in the coaching industry. And so I was thinking that, you know what, I think I'm going to pause my one-on-one work until maybe about September. Now, the cool thing with all of this was that there's kind of an asterisk of, but I can do whatever I want. So the beauty of being a business owner is I can set these plans in place so that I can feel really good that I don't have to be promising something to somebody and then clawing it back, I can say, you know what, my intention is to not have any sort of one-on-one coaching clients or do any sort of one-on-one work until September of 2023. But if I want, I can change my mind. And there's a lot of power in that as well. I also realized that in my wrap-up and my lead-up to my maternity leave, I feel really passionate about making sure that all of my clients feel extremely supported in my absence. Whether I'm wrapping up clients or I'm referring them on to a trusted professional who can continue to support them when I go on leave, I really, really want to make sure that everybody feels so supported, like I'm giving them a great big hug and releasing them on to go and do great things. If things are similar to last time, which they could be totally different, my mind will probably start to get and feel a little bit creative. When I have time off, I get really, really creative and I have a lot of big ideas. And so I want to be able to kind of capitalize on that. And if the baby's sleeping and all is good in the home front, I want to be able to allow myself to kind of work on some of these bigger projects that I'm working on. Things like offerings that are not one-on-one. So supporting people from an online perspective and that sort of thing. So starting to kind of chip away at some of these big ideas that I have. And finally, one of my favorite parts of my business in this season right now has been the podcast. I've really, really enjoyed recording these solo episodes. I kind of find them intimidating and hard, but they're really challenging in a good way. And doing the interviews with my guests has been such a privilege and such an honor and so much fun. So I am actively working in the background on batching a lot of episodes so that I can take time off without having to record, but that I have all the episodes batched and ready to go so I can stay in your ears weekly while I am on maternity leave. So that's the clarity that I gained after my coaching session with Jay, and it just felt so simple and almost obvious, but something that I really needed to just talk out loud and work through with my coach, who is a third party, someone who I'm not related to, who has no skin in the game, but is someone that I trust dearly. So what I started thinking about after that was I actually was driving home back from Pemberton to Whistler, where my in-laws live. And I decided not to listen to a podcast, to turn the music off, and just sit and reflect on the session with Jay. And what I started thinking about was, what did I really gain from that clarity? Like, I gained just such tangible takeaways and action items, or lack thereof. And when I started to think about it, first and foremost, what it gave me was a mental plan. And it's something that I can consciously stray from if I want to, but that by putting a plan in place... You then have to make a decision if you want to stray away from it. And so if I want to decide to start taking one-on-one clients a little bit earlier, that's something that I really want to think about and have to consciously make the effort to say, okay, I'm actually going to start taking on -on one-on-one clients earlier. What is this going to mean for me, my family? How am I going to make this work? So first and foremost, it really gave me that mental game plan. The second piece it gave me is the permission to pause. So I think that the one thing that I was really having a 
a bit of a hard time with was just the fact that if I don't work, I don't make money at this point. So I'm not on a maternity leave that's topped up by a company. I'm not getting government support or anything like that. And financially that felt a little bit like, whoa, you know, we've, we have savings for this and, and all of that, but it definitely does feel like somebody who has worked my whole life or has worked, you know, um, for the past at least 10 years in a pretty high level capacity, it feels kind of strange to pause. And I'm actually having a woman named Cindy on the podcast in a couple of weeks time, who is also a former corporate employee who now talks about the permission to pause. And what this is giving me is a really solid plan and the ability to say, this is my time to pause and I'm going to get back to work eventually. But by having a plan in place, it's really allowing me to say, it's okay. This is my time to pause and the work will come. The third thing that it really did for me is I think it helped me build my confidence. I think that I couldn't have a week ago talked to you on the mic this way about my plan and in such a confident way because it felt like things were just really up in the air. Like I hadn't really thought things through, hadn't really made a plan. My husband and I had definitely talked about some of the logistics. So all of that was kind of already talked about. It's not like I came up with a plan in isolation, but the plan for myself and what I want to do with my business how long I want to take, none of that was really sorted. And I felt very jumbled and I didn't feel confident because I didn't feel like I had really weighed and exhausted all of the options and the opportunities available to me. The fourth thing that I think it really did in having this plan of attack and having this session with Jay was it freed up mental space for myself right now. So I talked a bit about, you know, freeing up the space and giving myself the permission to pause. But I think right now in these final couple of months before I have two children, It's giving me the time to not think about that anymore. So I'm making plans for it and I've got systems in place to batch record podcasts, to, you know, offload my clientele and get them supported for when I'm on mat leave and all of that. But I don't have to really think about anything else in that regard. I've thought it through. I've made the plan and now I can move on and like decorate a new nursery and things like that. And the final thing, the fifth and final thing is I know that I've also freed up so much mental space for the future. In those postpartum days, I don't want to be thinking about when am I going back to work? Like, what's that going to look like? Oh my gosh, I haven't really planned this maternity leave. I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I don't want that. I don't want the swirling thoughts. I don't want to have to think about anything else other than surviving, keeping myself, this baby alive our other daughter, Addie, keeping her happy and healthy. Like I just want it to be as easeful as humanly possible when you have two kids uh, nearly under two. So there you have it. Those are some of the, um, some, those are some of the outcomes and basically what this plan is going to be giving me in maternity leave. Whether you're somebody who's gone through this already or you're about to go through it or contemplating having children, I hope you found this valuable and just helpful to see how somebody else might work through an opportunity or an issue that they're having and what it does when you finally get that clarity, like what it can do for you. You can probably hear it in my voice. I just feel so at ease and peaceful with this decision and the decisions that I've set in motion for what the next season will look like. And it makes me excited and less stressed out and less worried about the what ifs and the what's to come. So whatever season of life that you're in, however this might be resonating for you, I hope that you can find a team of people or a person, a coach or somebody who can really support you during this time. 
If you want support from myself, I do have a couple months left. So send a message to me. We could even do a coaching day, which are some of my favorite things to do. And so reach out, send me a message on Instagram and we can talk a bit about where you're at right now. And if it's not me, I can always refer you on to other trusted professionals in the space or in adjacent practices. Thank you again. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I hope to see you in the workshop tomorrow. Thank you for listening. You can access all resources mentioned in this episode via my website, andreabar.com slash podcast. And let's chat on Instagram. I'm at Andrea Bar Coaching and I reply to every DM I get. If you love this episode, don't forget to quickly hit that button on your podcast app to give me a five-star rating and drop in a review. It would truly mean the world. And if you're like me and love to share things that you love, send this episode to a friend who you think would appreciate this topic. Thanks again for listening and I'll chat with you next week.